Well, we are continuing in our series of talks that we are calling God is Undefeated. God is Undefeated, and our launching point for this series has been Romans 8, verse 35 through verses 39. And it says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? Jump with me to verse 37. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel nor demon, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody say, I'm winning. Yeah, you are winning. You might not feel like you are winning, but you are more than a conqueror through Jesus. God has made a way for us to walk in victory in all and through all that we are facing in life. And what I have found, and I think what you have also found with us as we have leaned into this week in and week out, is that walking in the victory that God has for us has a lot more to do with what's happening in here than what's going on out there. The victory of Jesus, walking in the victory of Jesus, has a lot more to do with what's going on in our hearts than it does with the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And today we're going to kind of continue on on, in this journey together. And we're going to lean into uh, walking in victory. And I like to say it this way, going through hard things the easy way of Jesus. Going through hard things the easy way of Jesus. Jesus tells us this in Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Going through hard things, the easy way of Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you for these moments that we have together. We ask that as we open up your word, that you would open our hearts to be those who are hearers and then doers of the word. Lord, we trust in your leadership. We believe in your kingship. We rest in your supremacy. And Lord, we're just asking, come and have your way with us today. We want to leave changed because of who you are and what you've done in us. And everybody shouted because they're not watching golf. Uh, Last week, Pastor Chris shared what he called an irrevertible truth that one of his sons shared with him that fathers will fall asleep on the couch on Sunday afternoons. And and what I want to do is I want to continue on with sharing these truths. Here's another truth for you. Vacation stops feeling like vacation when you have kids. Okay, any parents in the house 
remember when a vacation felt like a vacation, right? Like when, when the idea of going away felt refreshing. When I, when I take a week off, especially when my kids were little, when, when I took a week off, it felt like I just started a new career as a luggage coordinator and daycare director, right? And, and I, I was on a plane actually just this past week flying home from Colorado, and I was sitting across from a family, and it was a mom and dad and three little kids, probably under the age of five, And we were about to get off the plane and watching the dad just brought back so many memories that I have tried to forget, right? It was, you know, he's putting everybody's shoes on and they're taking their shoes off and they're asking him to look at everything and dad, look at this. And then they're handing him stuff and he doesn't know where to put it. So he just keeps sticking it under his arms and in his pockets and he's trying to get, you know, he has four backpacks and two carry-ons, right? And three kids and he's trying to get everything zipped up and situated because, you know, you can only walk through the plane aisle a certain way when you have all of your kids' bags. Parents know exactly what I'm talking about. You have, you have a system, and he would get it all situated, and right when he would, this happened two times, right when he would get everything all situated, zipped up, back tightened up, the mom would hand him something that they had forgotten. He would have to open the bag and begin the whole process again as he's juggling kids and shoes and everything, and it was just like, I was like, dude, I feel your pain. I mean, I was just like, brother, I absolutely remember. Yeah, and not that we didn't make a amazing memories on those trips that we took. Not that we didn't have a great time, but I didn't come back from those vacations feeling rested. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I came back from those vacations feeling like I needed a vacation, right? Rest can be a tricky thing. Have you tried to do something restful and it ended up not being restful? Why is it that sometimes we do things and we find ourselves refreshed and we had no expectation that it was going to be refreshing? And then we do some things trying, desperate to experience some sort of relief and rest in our souls. And at the end of the day, we feel more tired than we did at the beginning of the day. Why is that? Why is rest so hard? I mean, I used to work on my friend's cattle ranch for like a week at a time. And I would go or up before dawn, fixing fence, riding horses, chasing cattle. It was exhausting. And I would come back to my real life so rested But then sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm just so exhausted, dude. I'm just going to sit on my couch and do nothing. And at the end of my day, I'm more tired than I was at the beginning of the day. Here's what I've learned about rest. Rest is not the absence of things. Rest is the presence of the right things. Write that one down. Rest is not the absence of things. Rest is the presence of the right things, and Jesus' invitation to us into his rest was not that we would stop doing what we're doing. It was an invitation that we would do what we're doing the way that he would do it. Let me say that again. Jesus' invitation into his rest for us was not that we would stop doing what we are doing. It's an invitation that we would do what we're doing the way that he would do it. Again, Matthew 11, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Jesus didn't say, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So here's the plan. Let's leave town, binge some Netflix, right? Like eat a lot of chips, ignore our kids, and just kind of forget all of our responsibilities. No, that's, that's not at all what Jesus said. That, that's being lazy. That's not resting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest by taking my yoke upon you so that you can learn from me. Now, all of us grew up in the post-industrialized age, okay? So I didn't know I needed to clarify this, but let me just clarify. The yoke that Jesus is talking about is not the yoke of an egg, okay? This is real. This really happened. In a meeting this week, I was informed that a guy that is on staff here was in Bible college, and they were in a preaching class. And in that preaching class, their final exam was to preach a sermon. And the dude did his whole sermon on Matthew 11. And he brought a, a yo- an egg that was done over easy. And he said, the, the yoke of Jesus is like an easy yoke. It's not like a hard yoke or scrambled. <laughs> okay, let's just all be on the same page. Some of you are chuckling. Some of you are like, thanks for the clarity. Don't, don't acknowledge what camp you are in. But the fact is, is the yoke that Jesus is speaking of was this. Okay, this is the yoke that Jesus was talking about. It's this wooden beam that would hook two animals together so that they could pull a load together. Okay, and and putting on the yoke of Jesus is not the absence of work. It's understanding who is doing the work. Rest is not the absence of doing things. It's the presence of the right things. And I love that Jesus tells all of us who are worn out, stressed out, overwhelmed to find the rest that our soul longs for Not by dropping what we're doing, but taking on his yoke and learning from him as we do it. Now hear me, is time away important? Is vacations, are vacations important? Yes, absolutely. Jesus built physical and mental rest into the rhythm of the life of the believer by giving us the Sabbath. And he made that point so loud that after he created the heavens and the earth, and then he created Adam and Eve to enjoy all that he had created, on Adam and Eve's first day, God looked at them and said, the first thing we're going to do is rest. Adam and Eve hadn't done anything. They had been born a day. They were ready to go, to go work the land, to enjoy all that God had created. And God said, the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to rest. And what this tells us is that the Sabbath is more about getting God in view than it is about doing nothing. It's about getting God in view so that our body and soul can find rest. Because we are body, soul, and spirit, and we need to have rest for all of the parts of who we are. But our human nature is to run solely to what I like to call body rest. Stopping what we're doing, vegging out, right? Like just kind of unplugging, whatever it is you do, sleep. Hoping that the rest that our soul actually needs will be met as we are resting our bodies, but it never does. This is why you can be in a restful place and feel no rest. How many of you have been in the most peaceful situation in the world, top of a mountain, on the beach, wherever you find peace and your soul is running away from you? Because location doesn't have anything to do with rest. Rest comes from in here and bleeds out 
here. You know, you might have a, a, a season of feeling rested as you are in those restful places. But as soon as you drive back, how many of you have felt the drive back into town? And as you're driving back into town, you feel your soul retying in knots as you are facing the very things that you are trying to escape. And that's why I love that Jesus says that we are to find rest in what we are going through. It's not rest from what we are struggling through. There's rest for us in it. We are to take his yoke up. Upon us and learn from him. Jesus says, Come find rest under the load. You know, when an ox is being trained to, to actually work with another ox and be yoked to one another, they take the biggest, strongest, most mature, wisest ox and they pair it with the young one that's just learning. And you know what happens when that happens? The big one is doing all of the work. The big ox is actually pulling the whole load. They are doing everything. And, and, and that's what happens when we, when we put on the yoke of Jesus. We realize that he's the one who is carrying the heaviness that we are encountering. And how we actually go through hard things in life the easy way of Jesus. First Peter 5, 7, we cast our cares. Some translations say that we cast our anxiety on the Lord because he cares for you. It's not what we're going through that wears us out. It's not even what we're fighting for that leaves us worn out. No, it's what we're carrying as we're doing it. That can make it feel like too much. First Thessalonians 5 verse 16 tells us three things. That as followers of Jesus that we need to be doing at all times. Right? Rejoice always. Pray continuously. And give thanks in all circumstances. Rejoice always. Pray continuously. And give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. God's will for us is that we would rejoice always. Pray continuously and give thanks in all circumstances. Did you know that probably the best direct translation of pray continuously is come to rest? It's through praying without ceasing, praying continually, where we experience what I like to call the weight transfer of us carrying the load that we are going through to Jesus carrying the load of what we are going through. And that's where we find the easy way of Jesus as we are walking through not easy things. Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy and burdened, and I'm going to give you Rest. Remember, prayer is about connection. It's not a transaction. Prayer is about connecting with the living God. It's not about getting something from the living God. And as we pray continuously or, or come to the rest of heaven, it is by staying connected to what God is doing. We pray not that God will do something for us. We pray to stay connected to the God who is for us. Oh, I wish you heard that. We, we, don't, we don't pray hoping that God will do something for us. We pray to stay connected to the God who is for us. And very simply, the key of going through hard 
things the easy way of Jesus, going through hard, challenging, confusing, disorienting things in life, they don't have to take us out. They can actually bring us closer to him. We, we just have to fight to keep Jesus in front of us, not the challenge that we're facing in front of us. And so this is what this means, right? Very simple, boils down to this. When we get hit with the weight of what we're going through, we get overwhelmed with what we are facing. That is evidence for us, proof for us that we have stepped out of the easy yoke of Jesus and we have stepped into the heavy yoke of our own strength. Every time you feel worn out, stressed out, overwhelmed, it's evidence for you that we have stepped out of the easy way and we've stepped into the heavy way of our own strength. And that is an easy step to take. That's a very easy step to take because all of us feel like we need to earn God's favor. Actually, I'd like to say there's kind of two camps that are here. Some of us feel like we need to earn God's favor, and the other half of us feel like we're so messed up uh, that we don't deserve God's favor. One of them would be called performance, and the other of them would be called shame. Now, we all deal with both of them, but usually in our lives, one of those is louder than the other. And if you're a performer... You reject the idea of resting in God because you think you need to do more for him. And if you are dealing with shame, you reject the idea of resting in God because you feel like you deserve the weight that you are carrying. And this is why I love what Pastor Chris made so very clear to us last week. That it's so important that we train in the little things so that we're prepared for the big things. That we train in the little things so that we're prepared for the big things. Last week, we talked about the holy habit of choosing thanksgiving and praise and the daily mundane things in life. So that when the hard challenges come, we aren't learning in that moment how to get our praise bigger than our problem. We've trained for it. We're ready for it, right? The practice of stepping into the easy way of Jesus is something that we must train as well because our tendency, all of us, if you're a performer or if you are one who walks underneath the lie of shame, our tendency is to take the things that we're facing, the challenge that's in front of us, and try as hard as we can to fix them ourselves or to hang on to them with all that we have, to survive them with our own strength. And it's so important that daily we choose to come to Jesus and put on his easy yoke to learn from him. How is Jesus doing the thing that you are doing? By giving him the things that you're carrying, even when you don't feel overwhelmed by them. This is where we train. We are practicing casting our cares, even when they're cares we feel like we can handle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is where the human nature in the flesh gets. I I had a mom tell me one time it was her job to worry about her kids. Right? That's buying into this, like, I, I can handle this level of worry. And so we get used to carrying that around. But we're supposed to cast what? The heavy ones? No, all our cares. 
onto the Lord. We're supposed to walk in the easy way of Jesus through all. So even if what we're going through doesn't feel overwhelming, we need to practice in the little so we're ready for the big that we know what it feels like for Jesus to carry the load that we are walking under and not us. The practice of stepping into the easy way of Jesus is something that I like to call the prayer of rest. The prayer of rest. I didn't come up with this concept. This has been around for as long as Christians has been around. But the prayer of rest, I like to think about it as a GPS system to guide us back from trying to carry all that life has thrown at us and casting those things back on Jesus and stepping into the easy way of Jesus, going through hard things the easy way of Jesus. One of the aspects of what is called the prayer of rest is this idea of breath prayer. Breath prayer, very simply, it's just taking the truth of a word of God, truth of the word of God, excuse me, and saying it as we breathe in, and then saying it as we breathe out. Saying it as we breathe in, and saying it as we breathe out. And this does two things. It helps slow down the racing of our minds as we focus on the person of Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us, and the victory that he's given us. And two, it slows us down into the peaceful rhythm of life that Jesus built into us called breathing. Do you know that breath was God's idea? Breathing was God's idea. He created us. It says that he, that he actually put breath in our lungs. So when I pray as I breathe, I'm reminded not just of the truth that I'm praying, but I'm also reminded, reminded by the intention of God in creation. One breath prayer that I have been practicing is Deuter- out of Deuteronomy 31.8. And it says this, the Lord himself goes before you. He will be with you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And so my breath prayer out of Deuteronomy 31.8 is, as I breathe in, I say, he will never leave me. And as I breathe out, I say, do not be afraid. He will never leave me. Do not be afraid. He will never leave me. Do not be afraid. And I'm so glad that I've been practicing that because last week I needed it. I was in Colorado with a good friend. We were climbing mountains, hunting elk, camping. It's kind of like the the trinity of things that are restful for me. Put me outside, give me a mountain to climb and a bow in my hand, and I'm usually going to come back from that trip feeling more alive than I did before I left. I've been waiting to go on this trip for years. My anticipation, my excitement, my expectation was through the roof. And night one, I'm sitting on the side of a mountain. It was gorgeous. I'm in a, just aspen trees everywhere, the cool mountain air. You know, when you leave Austin, Texas, this was before our kind of little quasi-morning cold snap happened. You know, you remember when you woke up and it was 90, you're right? 
And, and, and so I'm feeling the cool air, and it's just like, wow. I'm just having one of those moments where I'm just like, wow. God, first of all, you made some beautiful things. And I'm sitting alone. My buddy is probably about 40 yards from me. Not even that. Maybe more like 20 yards from me. And like I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I've been in a battle for the past two years with anxiety and depression. It's been one of the hardest fights I've ever fought. Feels at times like I'm on a roller coaster ride. And out of the blue, like a freight train as I'm sitting on the side of this mountain, it was like it crawled up my spine. Anxiety hit me out of the blue. And all of a sudden, I felt extraordinarily claustrophobic, which is hilarious when you're literally in the mountains. I felt claustrophobic. I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I couldn't move. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I'm looking at this guy that I know. But you know how you have levels of friendship, right? This guy is like we work out together level. Not like, hey, dude, I'm having a panic attack. Like, can you pray for me level, right? I was, <laughs> it's not where we were at the beginning of the trip. Where we, en- we ended there, <laughs> but like, <laughs> because we had to. But at the beginning of the trip, so I'm looking at him and I'm just like, how am I going to tell this guy, hey, bro, uh, by the way, um, I feel like I'm dying right now. Don't panic because if you do, that's two of us. <laughs> I need you to be holding it together. And for the rest of that trip, I was in a fight. Not every moment of every day, but at some moment in every day, I found myself fighting a hard thing, a heavy thing, a heavy yoke. And I'm so thankful that I had practiced breathing in the word of God. Because how many of you know when things get hard, you always resort to what you practiced? And so I would, as I'm hiking, as I'm climbing, as I'm sitting down to eat, there was nothing that I could do, nothing without staying focused on Jesus and just saying, you'll never leave me. I have nothing to be afraid. You'll never leave me. Do not be afraid. You'll never leave me. Do not be afraid. And every time I would feel my soul step out from the easy yoke and onto trying to carry the weight that I was experiencing and I would begin to freak out, I would use that as a launching point for me to recalculate my GPS system and say, no, I need to focus my heart on who Jesus is because I feel alone. And guess what's true? I'm not alone. Jesus will never leave me nor forsake me. That was another breath prayer that I breathed the whole time on the mountain. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. And it was a fight, man. It was a roller coaster at times. But, but, but what I want you to see is that I was assured of the promise that there was an easy yoke for me in the fight. There was an easy yoke for me in the fight. And going through hard times, right, it it, it can be exhausting. But even in the hard, there is rest for us to experience. Sometimes it's easy to get back into the easy way of Jesus. And sometimes that is a struggle. But here's the deal. The easy way that God had for me in that moment on the mountain 
came as I engaged in the tools that he had already given me. Remember, rest is not the absence of things. Rest is the presence of the right things. Rest, restoration, breakthrough, freedom. It doesn't just happen because we're stopping something. It happens because we fill our life with the presence of the right things. I love how Richard Foster, the book called Prayer, very cleverly named, book called Prayer that we have talked about often in this series. I'm paraphrasing slightly here, but this is what he says. Learn how to not strive to make things happen or strive for breakthrough. And walking in the rest of God is learning to trust in a heavenly father who loves to give. This does not promote inactivity, but it promotes dependent activity. Learning how to walk in the rest of God does not promote inactivity. It promotes dependent activity. It's not that I do nothing under the weight, under the challenge, under the difficulty of all that I'm carrying and hope that it just goes away. And just hope that somewhere it's going to break free and I'm all of a sudden going to go from feeling heavy to walking in the easy yoke. I need to put on the easy yoke. Are you hearing me? He, Jesus says, come to me all who are burdened, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Put on. Take on. Put on the easy yoke and learn from me. Again, to quote Richard Foster, he puts it this way. In grammar, the active voice is when we take action and the passive voice is when we receive the action of another. But in the middle voice, we both act and are acted upon. We neither manipulate God, active voice, or, man, or manipulated by God, passive voice. We are involved in the action and the participation in its results, but do not control or define it. Middle voice. Rest is not the absence of doing things. Rest is the presence of the right things. And I don't know what you are carrying. I don't know what weight you came in under today, but I know it's something and it might be overwhelming. It might be a weight that you feel like you can handle, but we need to practice at all times walking in the easy way of Jesus by casting our cares, our anxiety, our fear, the things that we can't control on him because he cares for us. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We can walk through the hard things in life, the disorienting, confusing, complicated things in life, the easy way of Jesus by taking his yoke Upon us and learning from him. Amen. Do me a favor, stand to your feet. If you're here this morning and, and you feel like you're being crushed under the weight of something that is happening in your life, I want you to physically come to Jesus this morning. He's everywhere, He's in all places, but 
I love actually engaging my body as something that helps my mind of saying, you know what, I'm going to leave what is weighing me down in my chair and I'm going to come up to the front and I am going to receive the easy yoke that Jesus has for me. Rest under the load. Rest in what we are going through. Not rest simply from what we are going through. And so in a minute, when we start worshiping, we're going to have some of our team up here on the front. If you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for that easy yoke to get big on you and that weight that you're carrying to begin to fall off of you, don't leave the same way you came in. Also, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, walking in the easy way of Jesus that we've been talking about starts first with receiving who Jesus is. And that is that Jesus came and lived on earth. He came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect life. He didn't sin. He was able to say no to the things that we can't say no to. And he did that so that when he died on the cross, that he would become the final sacrifice of my sin, the final sacrifice of your sin, for all of humanity, for all time. He was perfect because we are imperfect. Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. Jesus paid that debt for us so that in believing in him we can receive life. Jesus lived on earth, died on a cross, and then rose from the grave, conquering once and for all sin and death. And this whole series of talks that we've been talking about, that God is undefeated, revolves around that truth, that we are more than conquerors because of what Jesus has done. There is nothing on earth, under earth, above earth that can keep you from the love that he has for you, but we have to receive it and then be transformed by it. So if you're here today and you have never made Jesus your Lord and your Savior, you've been walking through life carrying the weight of what you haven't done and what you have done on your shoulders, and you are desperate to step into the easy way of Jesus. The easy way is not the absence of hard, it's grace in the heart. It's not the absence of difficulty. It's grace in the difficulty. And if you're desperate to walk in the easy way of Jesus, I just want everybody to close their eyes. And if that's you and you need to get your heart right with God, just real quick, just let me know who you are so I can pray with you. Amen. I see anybody else. If that's you, I just want you to pray this very simple prayer. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. I believe that you are who you say that you are. I believe that you did what you did. I am no longer who I used to be. I am a new creation. I've been bought with a price, washed clean, born again. 
so that I might experience the fullness of life here on earth and then experience eternity with you in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we just thank God for those who made that incredible decision to follow Jesus today? Hey, as we go into worship, if you need to lay your burdens down, if you need to cast your cares upon the Lord, now's your time. As we worship, just make your way forward and say, you know what, I'm leaving what's heavy behind and I'm gonna come up and receive the easy way of Jesus by taking upon his yoke and learning to do what I'm doing the way that he is doing it. Let's worship.